Derek. Hey, Trey. Uh, Derek's on the mend. You know, it's what happens when you're mechanic life. Got the heating pad hiding back here. Uh, <laughs> it's not because he's cold. Uh, he's not a now new flirty. I wouldn't he's... even say I'm on the mend. I think I'm... Maintenance. You're, ma- yeah. you're maintaining. Maintaining. Maintaining till the mend is mended. Maintaining. But hey, welcome to episode 44 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. We are going to discuss an amazingly exciting race in, in Arlington at jerry's house (laughs) (laughs) yeah um for not jerry robin by the way we're talking about jerry the owner so um boy that stadium is big the dirt was red i mean it's big enough that there's like a miniature uh car dealership ford dealership inside of it they've got they've got stuff up there and and car they're like eight cars and the stadium's just freaking huge so yeah it always looks like a nice place Never been there, but um, seen a lot of, a lot of stuff about it. You have now officially been there. Yeah, and by the way, that stadium was packed. Yeah, it looked pretty gnarly. Oh man, no, everything about the night looked gnarly. So, let's dive in. It. I think I uh, learned that four fifties will be going first from this point forward. They will be going first and last. Um, I'm guessing it's a television thing to put more emphasis on the four fifties. Yeah, I guess give it give the the main show. A, I don't know because I get I, I guess there's probably a. Uh, it must it must be all based off of um, viewers. Yeah, it has to be because um, keep you more engaged. Start you off, kind of fill it in. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. I I don't even I don't know what the television broadcast looked like, but they didn't even do the science of Supercross till right before podium speeches. I'm trying to think when it was. It was it was late. Yeah. So um it was a good night. Uh we I don't know what we'll, we'll dive in. I don't know what Triumph's going to do cuz they only had two riders and now they have none. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Wool's going to be back, but Evan had an incident in was it press day. Yeah, press day. Yeah. So um he tried to come back. But yeah, we'll talk about that um Beta was down to one bike. Like John Short was back on his uh, Cowie. Um, so the Beta experience is over for John I've Short. I've seen uh, Tony Crowley running one of the Ducatis. Um, oh, in the Italian I watched the, just No, just, I would just watch them do some testing on it. Sounds good. I heard there's a rumor that JGR may, may be the one yeah, housing this. For next year. Yeah. Um, That'd be kind of cool. It's been a while since we heard that name. So, yeah, yeah that, that would be awesome. But, no, those bikes are sounding – it sounded like a, a nice, crisp bike, and it, it looked good. So um, I'll be anxious to see how those things perform. But back to the race. Yeah, man, we had a – what a what – a okay, giant stadium, really small floor, a lot of laps. And yeah. they were flying – I mean, they were flying. 43 second laps uh, in the heat race. It's so weird. You go there, you watch practice, you watch qualifying. They dropped the gate on that first heat and the intensity level went up 30 points. It, it was nuts how hard they were racing that the heat race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Plessinger goes out, gets the whole shot. By the way, I think I was wrong. I, I apologize. I'm going to say it up front. I was wrong. 
I said he's going to do good. He's probably not going to win. I don't know. I don't know if maybe it was a flash in the pan for the red plate. Dude, the guy's riding. He's oh, yeah. riding. He's a whole different a whole different guy from last year. Yeah. So um there's a there's a, a high I don't I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but he's um he's looking good and I think that he's a lot more promising than he has ever been. Yeah, it was it was watching him live and throw down and he like he said, he thought he was doing well and then here's Tomac. Yeah. <laughs> and Tomac just was on a different level Saturday night. Just I don't just beast to- mode. Tomac being Tomac, yeah, and finally getting back into that groove where he he hasn't had that. Um, I think we lost sight of who Tomac is, and he's now back into the ET three mode. Who told him he was old? Is that was that another Jet comment? I know there. I watched the the um, post race, the press release, and there was a couple things brought up about the younger guy saying some things like that. I mean, I know Jet has said something about it. The, the Deegan, because, you know, Deegan trained with them. They've got Justin Cooper. But Cooper Webb and Eli are the are the old guard. I mean, Ken Roxon's been there the whole time this year, too. And it's – yeah. I, I don't know where the – I don't know who said something. If I someone don't said know. Something, but I don't think Eli Tomac is a guy that needs billboard material. No. Like, I, he doesn't you, even want it. I mean, no, he, he – no. He doesn't want the press. He does. He just wants to go out there and race, and that's what he does. I mean, um, if he's having a bad night, he'll say, I, "You know, I rode like crap." Yeah, bad night. It, it, his interviews are very short and sweet, and he's ready to get them done. Yeah, like, he, yeah. Thanks. All right, he's yeah, ready to he, walk off. He's over it at this point. Um, Ken Roxon, nice solid third, was there for I don't know half of the heat, and then kind of like he he just almost did the you know what. I don't need to press right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the cord on this one. Um, Chase Sexton made a nice kind of comeback to get to fourth in the in the heat. Uh, Dylan Frandis on his Dunlop tires still cruising around in sixth. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. I, I mean I, that. <laughs> I, I just still we talk about this over and over again, and I can't figure out where they haven't lost their support with Pirelli yet. Yeah. Because uh, um I would be giving that team the boot. They have one right they had one rider under the tent this weekend. I mean Colin Park did race day live with his cast on or whatever the the brace on. Mm-hmm. But like they had one they they went all the way to Dallas for Frandis who's not even running one of their sponsors. Like Yeah, that's ridiculous. But uh no, I mean Hunter Lawrence. I think he's turned a corner. He looked good. Yeah, he Hunter looked, looked good. He looked um, racy. He looked racy. I like, I like how he rode, and he actually looked like he had the uh, the initiative and the the drive to fight. Um, you just you haven't seen a lot of fight out of him at all since he bumped up to four fifty. What about Justin Hill, the one rider team? We saw his rig going down the road, so I guess they build on Thursday because we chased the tether rig mm-hmm. and the firepower rig on Sunday. So they must, they must build Thursday when they get to the track. Yeah. But I think most of the teams now build Sunday and ship out. Um, but yeah, Hunt, uh, Justin Hill was just like, Hey, I'll just make it into the main right off the bat. Yeah. Now he looked, <clears throat> Justin Hill's never, there's never a question with Justin Hill. I mean, another one of the, the vets in the, in the sport, he always looks good, but um, it's been a, kind of rough go um they've been doing well 
Yeah. He just, uh, I think this is one of the first ones that he's actually went straight through on. I mean, the first heat has some great names in it. And Robbie Wageman, how about Robbie, the uh, the 250 rider, coming in and putting it straight in the main on the 450? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they did this race because it's close enough so it was not a big stretch. Or I don't know, because they don't usually go east, the team solitaire. No, who guys. else did we have? I think just because it was so centralized. Yeah. Um. There, yeah, there are a couple other, other ones. Yeah. There, there, oh, Mumford and... Yeah, Carson Mumford was there. And, and then there, there was... And, there and Oldenburg. Mitch, yeah. Mitchell. So, um, yeah, it's good. Some good West Coast flavor in the uh, 450 class. There were some good names. Uh, I want to... I hope Kyle Chisholm is okay. It sounds like he injured his knee. Uh, that's the reason. I mean, if you really looked close, at one point, it was... It was Roxon, McElrath, and... Uh, Kyle all together up front in the heat. And mm-hmm. then I guess Kyle dabbed his knee and it just, you know, he's a test rider. I mean, yeah. he's the- I mean, he pretty soon we've said, I don't know how many times, but he's a uh, pretty soon going to be a full-time test pilot. Yeah. I mean, I, it's awesome that he's still out there running. It really is. But um, I think those days are very numbered. If you want to watch something fun, if you go to a Supercross, for you guys out here, if you go to a Supercross, really pay attention to Jerry Robin and qualifying. That guy is relentless with his pursuit of putting down a good lap. He mm-hmm. will case something and immediately roll through and keep on. I, I, 15 times, I swear he's going to die during qualifying. And he just rolls back out, keeps on going, and he's getting himself into night shows. You know, which is that's, I mean, that's good. It's really the way to do it. So, if you're a lower guy in the totem pole, you're like, like I, t- I tell Ryland, you know, our rider, that free practice is session one. Yeah. Session one is session two. Session two is if you absolutely need it, but you need to be putting them hot laps in, in you know, session one, like it's your last chance. Yeah. Um, like it's an LCQ, ride it like it's an LCQ. And Jerry Robin is not – I mean, he. it's like he follows that, Dude, he, that he, rhythm. He is – He is, and I'm not making fun of him. I, I watch a lot of different riders, but he is one of the guys like – he'll be on a heater, case something, catch the back end. You think he's going down, he'll save it, Yeah. and he starts right back. You just got to – you have to keep yourself together, and that's how you make make sure you're in that night show every week. I mean, like I said, the, the lower guys in the, that totem pole need to be – giving it all they got, you know, the whole time. That's that's the only way to make this happen. And, and the rhythms, very, very similar track to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar. Uh, the rhythms were very minute pockets to land properly. I mean, we're looking at the uh, 20th place guy in the in the first heat, uh, Ty, Ty Masterpool. You know, welcome back to Supercross. This is not your bread and butter. He was the 40th qualifier. He was 36th yeah. on the board in B practice, and Chisholm and McElrath were outside of the top 40, and they hadn't gone yet. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be tight. Mm-hmm. This is going to be really tight. And he put it in 40th, but he was one of those guys that was struggling, trying to find a rhythm in the rhythms. Yeah, it's, Ty's a big outdoors guy, but I was excited for his return. Um, he, he's got a lot to make up for yeah um he's been off a bike for a while 
hasn't rode Supercross much at all. It's not his bread and butter. No. Um, but he is fast. So I, I think there's a lot to come of him yet. Um, I think it might it might end up being too late in this season. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he can get his rhythm here soon. And I think you're going to see him battling top 15s, top 10s. I think he, he, came, he came out healthy. You know, there were a couple moments he had, but he came out healthy. So, you know what? You, you chalk it up. You made the night show. It's not where you want to be, but you chalk it up and you move on. Yeah, you'll definitely see him in a main soon. Well, he's going to a motocross-style track this weekend. So Yeah, that, well, this, this weekend will be a, a game-changer for him. But this, this weekend, there's a lot of different a lot of different upper guys. Um, yeah. It changes the field a lot. So, um, any anything else for Heat One? No. Okay. Heat Two. Heat Two was different. Um, definitely different. Um, what what blows my mind is to see the struggles that jo- Justin Barsha is facing. Um, I mean, we're going to get more into that here in a little bit, but that he's not riding. At all, like uh, it's he's still throwing a bike around, but he's not he's not riding like Barsha. And I know that there's a lot of talk about him and that new bike are not jiving, no. and it's it's showing because he really doesn't look good. And we saw it last year with the KTM guys. And if we're, I mean, we're not true insiders. The cast gas this year is the KTM from last year. Yeah, and, and, and everybody just, struggled on that yeah, bike. The teething problems are, are you know, are are real yeah and he's the only one that's getting factory support that can help them at this point yeah he's he's can only, he's the only one that provides any feedback for that bike so if and, and he rides a bike so differently anyway yeah. that you know it's it's got to be frustrating for him but frustrating for the team because the way he can ring a bike out it's kind of hard to make the changes to to jive with Justin Barsha of all people yeah, he he was he struggled out of the gate. He was struggling, and you could see him climbing the board um, in the heat. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought he was not going to struggle because, I mean, really, if you look, you finished in front of him. It was Ryan Priest, who's the arena cross king right now. He and Kyle Peters are having a battle to the death in the arena cross, and Benny Bloss, Carson Mumford, and Dean Wilson, Mitch Older. I was like, okay, he's going to get in the top nine. Like I'm. Yeah. Nothing against any of those guys, but it's Barsha. Yeah, he he should be easily there. be there. Yeah, and and the struggle must be real. But at the top of the board, Jet Jet comes out. Jason quietly again having a good season. We're going to dive into that more in his main result. But Jason Anderson just going to town off the start. No, he he looked good for the first five six laps. Um, they they swapped a lot of leaders in that race. We had what, Anderson, Jet, Malcolm, um, a lot of back and forth. They were coming from that far rhythm, and I think it was Jet that got the triple pass. Malcolm went on the inside of Jason. Yeah, and you're like, okay, okay. Oh, then all of a sudden, Jason Jet got the lead. Jet cut in, yeah, and took them all, which was a phenomenal pass. It was really good. Um, like- but it was it was awesome. It's awesome to see Malcolm up there. Um, he, he's getting back to where he was before he wrecked last year, um, where everybody anticipated a win out of him. Yeah. And I, I still want to see the win out of Malcolm because he deserves it. But, um, 
he's getting back to that point, I think, finally. Well, what do they call him? They call him Heat Race Mookie. And yeah. <laughs> for a while, he was Heat Race Mookie, and then he started becoming, like, average good guy in the main Mookie, and he's rebuilding, so now he's Heat Race Mookie again. Yep. And uh, that was that was a really good – that was a really good Heat Race. Like, like I said, the intensity level in those 450 heats was really high. It was – it was stupid. When you were sitting in the stands, it was so everything was happening so fast, mm-hmm. so fast that there there were a few jumps where there was kind of verticalness to them, but a lot of the jumps were through the jump. They after the finish line, the on off, you know, the off or on off, that was so fast. Yeah. So much head shake coming into that sand section. The really the only vertical jumps were on those that first and second rhythm. Everything else was through yeah. the track. Um, so they were scooting. I mean, they also ran 43 seconds. Well, Jet's best lap was a 44. But he, Malcolm, Jason Anderson put on a show. Cooper Webb was just kind of hanging out by himself and forth. Um, Justin Cooper, is he's doing what a third rider should do for a factory team. Yeah, he's up there when he needs to be up there. He qualified first. Yeah. Um, and that... I mean, first session he qualified first. Did he get the the first the overall qualifying? I, I can't remember. Don't remember. Um, but he's that's the second time he's if he did the second time he's done it this year. I think I was running videos back and forth at that point. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Um, I remember watching it, but we were prepping for racing ourselves. So, um, but he's you're right. He's he's where he needs to be for the position yeah. he's in. Um, anxious to see if he can actually put one together because he he gets there. Yeah, you know, somewhat he, he it, gets up where he needs to be. Well, I will say we'll talk about maybe a little bit in the main because I really thought Eli was doing Eli things in the main, and Cooper was in front of him. Justin Cooper was in front of him, and I thought, okay, let's just. It was like two turns, and it was over, and yeah. and Eli had already stretched it out, and I thought Cooper's really probably I won't say better than that, but Eli once he gets in that mode, it's it's done. But then he just kind of maintained mm-hmm. the rest, but. Um, I want to give a shout out. We give a lot of crap to Vince Freeze and what he does, but congrats to MCR for hooking up the truck, coming all the way to Dallas, putting two guys on a 450, and they both qualified. All they, I mean, that is for a non-factory team that all that comes out of someone else's pocket. They brought three guys to the show, and they put three guys in the main, mm-hmm. and that's good. I mean, so Mitch Oldenburg and uh, Carson Mumford, Congratulations, guys. Great, great performance, too. And no, they're not taking something out of someone else's pocket. These guys got to earn it. You know, th- these 450 guys, This you're at the premier thing. Yep. You let someone come in and take your money from you, that's kind of on you. But, uh, no, that that was a that heat was intense. The names, um, who was there, like I said, John Short was back. Grant Harlan made his return. The 23. So it was good to see him back on the bike. Uh, I don't think it's what he wanted, but but hey, you're you're back on the bike, and um, that's that's the process. Yeah, it was wild to see the uh, <clears throat> the couple West Coast guys that did come over and just stack the stack the field even more than it already is because we mm-hmm. we are not depleted no. at all. Like it's usually by now we have a semi depleted field, and we don't. The only one yeah. we're still missing is 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 uh, AC. Yeah, and he's turning into the digital commentator during the races yep. now. Like, and it's like, 
you know, one rider down isn't that much of a difference when we got enough privateers and or satellite guys that are still that well. So, um, it's, I'm anxious to see if we can get through an entire season like this because it's really pushing it. Yeah. You know, we're we're getting more and more wrecks at this point. Um, and guys are pushing the envelope because they feel like they have to, we'll talk about some of that in the main with as gnarly as the tracks are getting. And these two tracks, Detroit and Dallas, they got gnarly because when you're running 44 second laps, they ran 29 laps again in the main. Yeah, you're just you're breaking them down yeah. like terribly. But it's they also have to push the envelope because there there's so many good guys out there. There's not there's no time for breaks. It's no. it's to the rails all the time. And when guys like and I, I mean this respectfully, when guys like Malcolm start putting their head back into the mix, yeah, all of a sudden it's like okay, there's five of us. Wait, now there's six of us, mm-hmm. and it's you just you're just adding you're not you're not taking away you're adding no. to the mix and and i know it's i know heat races they really trying to explain what a heat race is to a non-fan like do these races count and they're like well really only for gate, gate selection like you're watching the intensity of these guys and they it's matter. on yeah it's on yeah it's it, on. it all matters so i don't have anything else for heat one the racing was just exciting if you ever get a chance to go to a supercross for god's sakes put your money aside Go to a Supercross, get there in time to watch opening ceremonies, and be ready for the gate drop. Because that, I will tell you, we've been to two in a row, and Michelle still, the guy is like, drop the gate. Oh yeah, and his, it's like you his, just know it's time. His voice is oh, I if I could, I can't even begin to do that because I, I'll get real deep and scratchy like that, and then I start coughing. No, it's you just like. It's so exciting. It's just so exciting. It is. And I don't know who these people are. They get to sing the national anthem. I, I don't know most of them. Dude, there are a lot of people with really nice acapella voices. Mm-hmm. The, the young lady who sang the national anthem, she did a great job. And on top of that, we had military appreciation, which is oh. honestly one of, oh. by far, I mean, I did a tech talk, tech talk on this for us, and it's by far one of my favorite opening ceremony nights. Oh, yeah. Because it is just, I mean, it hits home. Um, it's really, really deep, I guess. Yeah. Um, Michelle and I were a little jealous. The the Coast Guard guy, yeah, ninety something years old. They, they were enjoying themselves up there in the oh, box, yeah. but somehow it is a Pepsi stadium, and somehow that old man had himself a diet coke. So my <laughs> wife and I are diet coke drinkers. We're like, wait, how did he pull that off? So now, what an honor for those two gentlemen to be there taking a race. And the celebration and the in the they had everybody that served stand up and it's like you just get goosebumps. Yeah. And they, they showed those two a lot um throughout the T V broadcast yeah. too. So it was pretty cool. But um like I said, it's always one of my favorite. Bikes look good. Yeah. I like it when people I had my military socks on, I had my P fifty one socks on. I was pretty upset with HRC. Um last year they came out with those stealth bomber bikes. Yeah. And those were by far my favorite bikes last year. And they really did not hit the mark this year. There was like, they said Navy on them, but that was really it. I mean, they really didn't do anything. Fire, firepower? Firepower, I think, did. They had their bikes done up. They they were all black Hondas this, this time. Yeah. So um, they kind of took the lead on that. Somebody else, one of the other Hondas, um, I don't remember who it was, but they had like a – a gold camo, red and gold camo, mm. and then their 
their gear matched it and the helmets matched it too. Was that Starling? Because he's one of the. It wasn't Starling's bike. It was. I, I can't remember. Okay. Um, it was one of the satellite teams. I'm almost positive. I could be wrong, but their bikes looked really good. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm mad that I can't remember who it was, but um, their bikes looked really good, and there was a couple other ones that. Uh, Stars had the had like the gray blue yeah. camo scheme going on. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of my favorite races. Just the opening ceremonies, the bikes, um, just all the appreciation within the races. It's really cool. Yeah, it was it was a great night, great crowd. A lot of it's amazing how many military people. Because you know, someone don't stand up. How many military people, former people that have served or still serving, were in the crowd? And you're mm-hmm. like, all right. We got some badasses here. Like, yeah. We're good. We're good. But uh, let's jump to 250s. Um, again, the battle we want, they put themselves in the first heat. Hayden Deegan versus Austin Forkner. Hayden is throwing down, and Austin is just going, going. I looked up, and all of a sudden, Austin was in the lead. I don't know what I missed. I don't know how I missed that. But all of a sudden, Austin was in the lead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is this – is, it's going to be a good night again. Austin's was um, putting in some haters towards the end. Yeah. And that's where you missed it. I mean, it was a just wicked, crazy, fast pass. Yeah. Um, I have that love-hate relationship with Austin Forkner, so I'm very careful like how I say it. But he's been riding well. Like, yeah. I, there's not, I can't say anything bad about the way he's been riding. Um, he needs to ride like that he's he had such a bad career yeah not even bad seasons just bad career in general and it looked like once he passed deegan deegan kind of shut off his brain for a second or two made a couple mistakes which doesn't allow anstey mm-hmm. to get by and anstey i i don't you know the guy's not from here and he even stated i'm not from here but i appreciate this country so much yeah he is He's so damn happy. He's he's probably one of the happiest guys out there, and he he's almost like an AP. I mean, honestly, just his his demeanor, everything about him, he is yeah. he's thrilled all the time. Yeah, he's and, and, he, he can wreck, and he's going to be happy that he was there that night. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so the top three were cl- close, ish and then Guillaume Frez. I keep forgetting. That the guy's on factory Husqvarna, yeah, and he just popped in there and and hey, I'm back. Hey guys, it's it's me. I'm here. And Jalik had a decent ride. I I really do like the Triumph look. It's so simple and clean. It looks good. Cody Shock, who was the star of the kind of last in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, Henry Miller. How about Ryder Floyd? Like Tyloo Honda again, putting guys in the main. Um, but yeah, there's really weren't a lot of surprises. If you really look down, there weren't a lot of surprises that they were very top loaded. The 250 classes, very, very top loaded. Yeah. Um, so and that's typically how the 250 class runs. Um, it's a, that's a year after year thing. You know, a lot of these guys will fade out. Uh, it sucks, but, um, it's just the name of the game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But not much to say. It was it, there was exciting moments, and then it became a heat race, and they did their jobs, and we moved on with life. So second heat, Romano. I couldn't figure out who was leading because you know Star has like eleven guys, yeah. and I'm like, wait, he barely 
qualified last race, and all of a sudden he's leading the heat. Mm-hmm. And look, he looks spicy. Well, I think this this week that they had Tomac there testing with the team. Mm. You wonder if that just because obviously Tomac came alive, amps up everybody, you know, and they just the whole it's like the whole team looked good. Yeah. So, but Romano came out and, and looked good, and then McAdoo. After doing some self-checking on the gate, I don't know if anybody saw that, but like he <laughs> he checked to make sure everything was put together before they get, dropped the gate. I I watched a, an interview. It was a Supercross Live interview, but they had Dean Wilson ask the questions. <laughs> it was hilarious. So <laughs> they were at press day, okay, and um, Dean Dean's going around asking his questions, and it was a uh, I can't remember who he went to, and he's like, "So, what do you think about?" McAdoo letting it all hang out. And it's just stupid questions like that. And then they're like, where's the man that we're looking for? And Sexton's over there on the phone during press day. And he's like, you got this guy over here just sitting on the phone all the time. I mean, I, we're sit, literally sitting here in the middle of press day and Sexton's over here on the phone. So we'll skip him. The hell with him. And we're going to go over here. And he's like, McAdoo, it's your turn. <laughs> literally every question was wrapped around McAdoo's junk hanging out. It was hilarious. Dino's always a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, McAdoo put it together, gets a uh, gets the lead on the sixth lap. Romano hung in there, and to finish second, I'm a little shocked. Of, I, I, I quietly think Seth Hamaker is kind of he's really good. I'm just waiting for him to put it together. Yeah, it's uh, it's all got to click. Yeah, I think um, my oldest comes up to me earlier and he's like, "Hey, what's that kid's name? That Seath, Seath Hatmaker." <laughs> I'm like, "Who's a Hatmaker? What? <laughs> Seth Hamaker? Oh yeah, that's him. I thought it was Hatmaker." Yeah. <laughs> so it's... once he gets his hats made, maybe he yeah. he'll get on yeah. a roll here. Or if he's done making the ham, huh? ham maker I could mean... could be. But no, yeah. he. I think he once that puzzle clicks for him, um, he's going to be there. He's already there, but um, I I think he's just a few little short steps away. And then the guys trying to put it together: Chance Hymas, Tom Vial, Pierce Brown was guess what down in the brown, yep. but he was actually down in the red. But he was down in the brown. Lorenzo Lucrucio, wasn't he the one who didn't want to ride SMX last year, or was it his teammate? I don't think it was him. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember. Um, he he looked good. Qualifying was yeah, pretty on point for him. Because um, I, I I didn't I don't I didn't see him in Detroit. Did I miss him in Detroit or was he not in? He was there. He was there. I'm almost sure he was there. Okay. Because um, I almost forgot about him until they brought up his name again. Yeah. Um. He's just very quiet. It's a very well, while, Very quiet name for a Wildcat racing team. They probably should be something a little more calm because Wildcat. You think he'd be a little out there, but they're very quiet. Yeah, um, quietly, like I said, I I forgot he even rode. Quietly put it into the main. Yeah, right out of the heat. Uh, Hardy, let's talk about ninth, tenth, and eleventh because they actually congratulations broadcast for staying on that. Yeah, that was entertaining as all that was probably one of the best part of the race um and then but yeah they did well on the broadcast because that 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 amped up the lcq yeah but 
hats off to Hardy for keeping it together um, when he got drilled. Oh, oh, but he got snookered so bad on one of them. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Was I don't know if it was Linville or Pappy, but one of it them was Pappy. has some great craftsmanship of, yeah, oh, so, my goodness gracious. Um, uh, Hardy coming through that section right before he did that almost pulled a Hardy because that boy – Let's it all hang out. He does not he care. Was tripling, he was the first one to try to triple into. And the if boots. you remember him in the and outdoors when he totally annihilated himself yeah. on a triple, and then there you watched him bounce and you seen his head bounce and he he gave the shake, and I'm like, dude, like calm down yeah. because I do not want to see Hardy go out in a helicopter again. Um, then Pappy drills him, and I, I'm gripping the chair when he's in the air because. He's going right into oncoming traffic. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to go. He held that together. Thank God it was more like a transfer. Yeah. Um, and Because he landed in the whoop section, which... And then just turned left and kept going. And it just kept racing. But he caught back up. But boy, Pappy... Pappy's racecraft to avoid that stuff. But it was awesome to... It was awesome to see a Hardy pull up right in front of him. Just yeah. ever so normally he just like the race was over pulled up right in front of him and pappy cut down so quick like that was that yeah. was impressive I'll, I'll give him that um but it was it was definitely some dirty riding and I, like, all together i think it was awesome they get off they get done they come up they have their little confrontation and michelle and i looked at one and i'm like they do realize that was for 10th and 11th like they weren't yeah even, they, they weren't, weren't even in. <laughs> and <laughs> i was so mad because the broadcast took it off of them Oh. Afterwards, okay. I'm like, there's fists thrown. No, they didn't. They, they, there was just, it was. They're jawing. They were jawing. Yeah, typically. one one pulled in front of the other, and the other one pulled in front of the other, and it was like, guys, you, that was for tenth and eleventh. Yeah, like, they did show a little bit of that, and then I figured there'd be some no some Anderson and Jet stuff going on there for a little bit. But Hardy is a pretty laid back guy, um, which you wouldn't believe because the way he rides, it feels like he would just throw fists at every chance he gets. We have to throw – I mean, he didn't have the best night, but I don't know what our expectations are. But congratulations to Cole Bradford for qualifying into the night show. Yeah. Put it in the night show. That's that's that's, that's the big, first step. And that's big for the team. Yeah. Um, HBI Racing, to get any guys in a night show period is yeah. is awesome for the, the level that they were at just two years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's it, I'm, I'm happy to see there. Cole trains my kids. So it's it's really cool to watch Cole um, get in and the, our boys sit and watch him. Um, and congrats to HBI for getting three boys in the night show. Real quick, uh, Jace Kessler. You know, you see all different kinds at the at these races. Jace Kessler literally pulled in pickup truck with a little utility trailer with his bikes. They had music kind of going and everything. He was mm-hmm. right next to the Pirelli trailer, and you know what? That wasn't the best one. There was a dude beside us. They came in a pickup four-door pickup truck Chevy with a topper on it. They disassembled the bike and all their stuff and put it in the topper, and that's how they got to and from the race. They put the bike together when they got there, and he didn't qualify for the night show, so they took the bike apart, put it in the topper, and off they went. It's crazy. Hey, man, they're chasing the dream. It's, it's the name of the game, and that's the I, – I so wish they would show the privateers more, like behind the scenes. And I, I swore we were going to do that. I'm going to – I'll talk about it later. But um, let me don't let me forget about okay. you know, my adventure that I'd like to take with some of these privateers. But um, 
yeah, it's it's crazy that what what some of these boys do just just to get there. So, I guess there actually was a race winner. Cameron McAdoo wins the heat. <laughs> looks good, and, and you know, it's, I'm just happy for some of these guys that were in that massive crash at the start of Detroit's main. The the flip flop of fortunes was nice to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, LCQs. The, I mean, the main, main LCQ was the 450s, but uh, obviously we had a 250 LCQ. Yeah, and let's just real – well, I'll talk about the 450 because I kind of went in order of how the night's going now. And yeah. 450 was first. Justin Barsha, he led from start to finish, did exactly what he was supposed to do. But he really – and I'm guessing he was just maintaining. He literally only had a four-second lead the whole time. Like, he never yeah, got bigger, n- never got smaller. Never pushed the envelope, no. and that's – you shouldn't. Um, he, he's not in a position where he needed to push the envelope. There was no reason for him to be anywhere but first. Yeah. Um, if he was anywhere but first, that's when I would start to really get concerned about Barca. Um, Ryan Priest, the arena star guy. Arena star. Arena cross. Arena guy. cross. What you can't say, I learned you can't say arena cross. You have to say arena motocross or what? I don't know how they're doing it now. I'm not really sure. They're, they've changed the wording. Maybe there's since there's two. The general tires has to be the arena motocross, and the other one's the arena cro- cross. It's Amsoil arena yeah. cross. Um, so I'm not really sure, but he comes over. I guess they had a week off, so he mm. came in and put it in the 450 main. Robbie Wageman um, hopping in on his off a of 250 onto a 450, throws it into the main, which kicked out basically Freddie Norn, Cade Clayson, Jeremy Han, Tristan Lane, and Grant Harlan. Uh, I don't think Justin Starling's back ready to make a main yet, but uh, that's why I didn't mention him. But Freddie Norn has been a consistent main guy, and he was mm-hmm. coming. He was coming, but he couldn't get there. Had he been able to get there, he would have gotten a bonus of a thousand dollars. This because they did the he got the thousand dollars, and had he made it into the main, he would have got another thousand dollars. I don't know about you guys, two thousand dollars for these guys—that's a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, get some through another couple of weeks. Yeah, so really wasn't much to discuss on the four fifties. It was kind of what it was. Barsha did his thing, and and that was it. Uh, yeah, they, they, that the LCQ wasn't. That's why I said it wasn't overly no. exciting. Um, Which is rare. Yeah, usually, usually that's where the action happens. And this weekend, it, besides the the anticipation we had for the two fifty LCQ, which really didn't get out of hand. No, um, let's go and let's go to the two fifty LCQ. The 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 thought of us continuing to have factory riders in the LCQ. A la Justin Barsha and Daxton Bennett. Yep. Um, he got out to a five second lead and kind of maintained. And I, I honestly can't believe he put himself there to begin with. Um, he's way better than that. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Neither but, do I. But it. But he was there, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, why is there a star guy in the in the yeah. LCQ? But I want to touch on Isaiah Clark. He did get the thousand dollars, and since he put it in the main, he got the extra thousand. Yep. By the way. Isaiah Clark, you have wonderful hair. The dude has, <laughs> the dude has like a curly perm hair. Stuff looked awesome coming out of the back of his helmet. I mean, just you know, there is a fashion. Flawless. There is a fashion part of this. You know, in, in baseball, they call it he has too much salad for the bowl. <laughs> so it, it all didn't fit in his helmet, and it was a nice curly perm. But Before you know it, it'll be a Mookie coming. But congratulations to Isaiah Clark, Brock Pappy. Hey, HBI, Hardy Munoz, 
he looked so good. He would attack and then he would cruise and he would attack and he would cruise. And I'm like, just stay up on two wheels, dude. Just stay up on that's, two wheels. That's what we kept saying. I'm like, dude, you just got to keep it together. Just keep it together. And there really weren't a lot of names. I mean, there's so many good guys, and I never want to say that no one deserves to not make it. But in that, once you get in that LCQ, you could pick any guy to make it in. Make it in. Yeah. And if it's their night, it's their night. But, uh, yeah, those four guys go in immediately go to the line and we'll touch on that when we talk about the main that new schedule for the 250 guys they did a little track maintenance they did a stasic race and then it's 250 main time mm-hmm. there's no recovery no the this is where they're now starting to put these 250 <coughs> guys under a little you're not special anymore yeah and, and that's okay because well, it's a brutal truth because that's how the 450s used to be yeah you know very very minimal relaxation time from lcq I mean, honestly, 450 Heat 2 into the LCQ was instantaneous. Yeah. And then LCQ to – you get a little main break, and that's it. Um, so now, you know, you know, we've swapped roles, and the the 250s get to play that role at this point. So it's it's exciting to watch, but they also get a much, much more beat track and yeah. um, levels the playing field out for those guys a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing because the, the show is the 450s. So why do you have guys, even qualifying, why would you give the best track to the guys who they're just trying to get their start? The 450 guys, they've made that transition to the big bikes. They're trying to be in the big show. Let's make the big show the big show. Yeah. So um, I'm not opposed to it, but let's dive in. It's the 250 Supercross race, and the stars were ready to go, and man – Man, we lost the star. Uh, it took a while. Yeah, but we lost the star. Yeah, so like I said earlier, Austin Forkner deserved a a good season. Um, as much as my love hate relationship is with the guy, he uh, kind of did what he normally does. Um, sixteen laps he led. Yeah, and just totally lost it. It just uh, really user error. Didn't get pop off the yeah. to go to do the over, and he really had it. no reason to push like he was. No, um, he should have been in cruise mode at that point. Uh, you know, Diggin was coming, but he wasn't coming enough to to push the envelope like he was. No, and he had halted him. Deegan came after him, and then he pulled back out. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I, I won't use the term broken broke him because I believe Deegan. It just has enough piss and vinegar in him that he. We'll keep coming. Yeah. But I think you broke him for that moment. And we don't know. I mean, obviously, they're so good. But he looked so nonchalant trying to hit that and pop over. When he flatlined, I looked at Michelle and I said, this is going to be, and I can never get it out because it was bad. Like, you could just see, like, because he wasn't, he didn't break and then double and then triple out. He just, he went for it. And just sitting there watching that occur all day in practice and was like, it's not gonna. It didn't go well. Yeah, it and it was well. that was probably the worst case scenario. Um, a hundred other places he could have landed on that track, probably wouldn't have had quite the outcome. Still would have hurt. Uh, but that was, you know, go, going from that that speed to concrete. I mean, it's never it's never going to be good. And I don't know if he was conscience conscious before he ever hit the concrete because it, he looked ragdoll esque. Yeah, in the air. I I think is. Even if he was conscious, I mean, they, 
you get thrown at that speed, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you can't brace yourself. And the way he, the way he was thrown, he was thrown through the air on his back. Uh, what's your body? You're not a cat. So yeah. that was the kid's hoverboard. Oh. You know, you're not a cat, so your body doesn't instinctively turn, yeah. you know, like a cat would. So he was, there's nothing you can do. Um, and, and I don't, I've, I've seen, I've seen the messages. I've seen the boards. I've seen, uh, they should put dirt there. They should put plywood there. They should put rubber matting. There should be... It doesn't matter. But here's the deal. <laughs> I saw, and it's not funny, but it was funny. Verb Moto does these non-quotable quotes. Uh-huh. And, and they were like, Feld's quote. You know, since we're only making nine whoops each round, we should take that extra dirt and put it along the concrete. I, I don't think, as fast as he was going, I don't think the impact would have been any No, it doesn't matter dirt. what you hit at that speed. Yeah. Like, you hit water put a bump of dirt there and you take a good chance of breaking somebody's back because they just wrap around it the wrong way i mean and you have dirt there you have water there it's just like water is one of the hardest things to hit it doesn't matter what you have there it's going to hurt it was a bad crash and it was an accident and those happen in this sport and it's terrible to see i don't i will say this he was down for a really long time I'm actually shocked they didn't mandate that he was backboarded. I am as a, as a someone from an athletic background, I was shocked. But the round of a standing ovation that he got as he stood up, the crowd went nuts, and that crowd noise carried all the way out, mm-hmm. and it was astonishing. But there was a race that was happening. He was trying to pull away from Deegan. It looked like he was going to have two in a row. Deegan's there to pick up the pieces because someone said Deegan didn't deserve that win. Well, guess what? You have to be in position. Sexton didn't deserve to win the Supercross yeah, title I was just going to say, just like Sexton didn't deserve the title, but it's consistent. You Consistency. I mean, if it's that's the name of the game. You, yep. you, can, you can lead 28 laps and get passed on the 29th lap, and you didn't yeah. – you know, that, that's like saying that they didn't get the – they didn't deserve the win for passing on the last lap. That's that's racing. Yeah. Um, shit happens. And it's it's sad. It's sad. But congratulations to Deegan for getting his first win. What do we feel about the shit storm that's now occurred from his ghost ride, his speech on the podium? How do you? What's your take on that? Yeah. Typical the Deegan stuff. I mean, I'm not into the Deegan hype. I'm really not. Um, the only thing that stood out to me uh, it, with his speech was more the, the I, I really hated to see Forkner go down, and I must feel like he's obligated to say that. Did you not hear the whole thing, though? Uh, I don't know that I did, to okay. be honest with you. So he ghost rides his bike. That He catches I knew, a, yep, knew a lot that. of flack for that, because why would you ghost ride your bike knowing that one of your competitors is literally... Like, I heard him say that there was, there was a jump there. I thought it would be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and I, I actually don't care about the ghost rider. His dad did it. He's carrying on tradition. He's not the only one that's done it. It's pretty. But I'm, I'm a little dude. You're really good. You don't have to be your dad. No, he's... you're good. You're really good. I appreciate the marketing machine that has been created. But if you weren't talented, you wouldn't even have this opportunity. Yeah, and you're that's good. what I mean about the the typical Deegan stuff. You know, that's so, what I was getting at. Like it's uh, the Deegan hype, and it's not really just him it is more his dad than anything and i i don't 
enjoy it. Um, I think it's obnoxious. And they showed more of his dad afterwards than they did him. And it's just, it's getting out of hand. Um, Everyone thinks that the Lawrence brothers is out of hand, but I, YouTube star Hayden Deegan taking the win is out of hand. So here's what he said. Yeah, I knew if I'm ad-libbing here. Yeah, I knew if I hung around, I was watching Austin in practice and he was making a lot of mistakes. And I knew if I hung around, he'd probably make a mistake. Did hear that. I did hear it. And I'm like, huh, I kind of brushed it off, you know. It's a, it's a, is it necessary? It's a hell of a dig, though. Yes. Yeah. Like, the dude, the dude, you don't know what's going on with this guy. But as, you know, as it's an age thing, but he's constantly making snooty-ass comments like that. My wife said the same thing. She said, he's how old? I said, I don't care. He understands he's the a pro- media. He's a professional, though. He um, understands. He's been a professional since he was 10. Yeah. I mean, at, at, professionals are held, are held to a higher standard than the average person. And um, a lot of guys aren't going to get away with saying that, but yeah. he does. I mean, he, he can say whatever he wants. And, and and I don't know, is he building a new fan base? Maybe. And that's awesome. So are the Lawrences. So is Aaron Plessinger. We have to have those personalities. It doesn't mean that we have to enjoy. I'm really impressed with his writing. I will I will say that to the nth degree. I don't want to get canceled. I don't want I don't want flack. The kid can ride a damn motorcycle. Mm-hmm. The extracurricular activities, I don't care about. If they build the sport, cool, we get fans. But is that the kind of fan that we want? Do we want wheelie boys on our sport? Is that what we want? Do we want guys who ah go out there and take them out, do this, or make fun of your competitor? Like your competitor, we had no idea if he was going to be walking. Yeah, yeah, never should have been said. But I don't know why we can't take all of that bad media and give it to some of these privateers. Well, they don't sell anything. I know, but that deserves some media. Yeah. Like, I think that because they th- there's a whole other fan base there that could potentially grow the sport that much more. Um, yeah. But the stars are always. But be it, yeah, stars. it's not going to be. It's not going to be the the airtime that or the monetary value that the Deegans can give them. It's it is it's out of control. Um, but you think as much as they're cracking down on stuff that saying shit like that to your about your competitors is, yeah. is is allowed now had he made a mistake and wobbled and you passed by him and you said hey man i've been watching i watched him all practicing yeah there's a you could have said that had he washed the front and you passed him or whatever and yeah or he slowed down missed a rhythm and you got by but, him but the leave in a neck brace yeah it's I, it's just not a little right uncalled time. for yeah but yeah, that was that cameron mcadoo it's amazing when he keeps his Stuff in his pants, more, more aerodynamic. Yeah, more balanced. Yeah, everything's well balanced. And he, he second, yep. second. But it's if you look at the results, Detroit, Hayden, Cameron, Tom Vial, Hamaker, and Brown were all on the ground. Yeah. Guess who the top five were? All of them who were on the ground. But there's Mister Consistency, Smiley, still got the points lead. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> and you know how just how happy, um. He he is. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And of all people that deserves to be there, it's it's Max Anstey. And I, I was happy to see it. But Tom Vial, congratulations to Podium and yep. Supercross. I mean, the guy pulled off of Supercrosses last year because he 
was struggling. He'd yep. crash and be like, okay, I'm out. Yep. He'd finish third. I mean, uh, that's good. I, I think he's going to get it together. Um, he's always had the talent to be here. It's just not his not his cup of tea, but I, I think it will be. Um, he's getting more experience under his belt. Chance Hymas, Cody Shock, another top ten. I mean, I, I'm just impressed. It's good. It's just it's good to see. The guy's a good rider, mm-hmm. and I'm just happy for him that he's getting to do it. And like you said, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens with the Triumph team. Um, they're not going to just disappear. Jalik, uh, Jalik, I, I didn't see the crash. Mm-mm. I didn't see the crash, but all of a sudden he was down. It he was, was down for a while. Yeah, it was off to the side of the track. Yeah. You know, kind of like in the Forkner area. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he missed, like, but I don't, I haven't, I seen the crash, but I don't know how he yeah. ended up. But Daxon Bennett, after winning the LCQ, comes right back out, gets 10th. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna say, there's so many. I know we talked about how light the 250 class is, but when you put them all together in a main, yeah, looks, there's, there's good look, guys. It looks a little different. Yeah, it looks a little different. So, um, let's touch on Hardy Munoz real quick. Makes literally makes it fourth. He had blown a whole bunch of energy in the heat race with his little shenanigan battle and everything. Mm-hmm. Comes back out, goes to the LCQ, gets in the LCQ, immediately turns around. The crash he had, I thought he had gotten hurt. I ask, he was so gassed from literally the... He just couldn't do it. He just was done. Like, yeah. he was just done. Now, that being said, I like Matt Bell. I like the team. You got to push your own bike off. Is, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to push your bike off. I agree with that, but it's, it, it's a smart move doing that. Um, if you think you're done, you're done. Yeah, I think a, a, a lot of people will catch grief for giving up like that, but it's very smart to pull off when you know you have nothing left in the tank um, because you, you'll ruin your season instantly. And, and I don't mind that he – I hate that I, I hate that he was done, but we know our bodies. We He knows his body. I don't know his body. Yeah. He knows his body. But the only thing I'll say is you got to push your bike off, man. you got <laughs> to push the bike off. Oh. And that's the only thing. I don't care. I'm not critiquing. I don't care if it was Brack Pappy. you got to push your bike off. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. If you if the bike will roll, which it did because the little dig dug got it off. Yeah, move it. <laughs> yeah, get get it off the track. Even if you just get it off the track, put it against the wall. Yeah, we don't need to risk the dig dug's life for your bike. Yeah, the mechanic will take it back. But yeah, get yeah. it get it off the track. <laughs> so that was it. I'm not digging. Um, also, need to give an appreciation. Thank you, Matt Bell, the little team that could helped out the little or team mm-hmm. this weekend. So I want to thank Matt for that and just. I'm learning. I'm learning how this protocol works, but it is really cool having friends in the pits. Oh yeah, it's almost it's a necessity. Yeah. So, fill some airspace while we get ready for the. Unless you have anything else for the two fifties. No. Um. Like I said, Austin Forkner sucks to see it, but uh, it is what it is. It yeah. happened. Um. Takes himself out of another one. Uh. It's sounding like he's not going to be making it back this year um i don't think he's going to squeak himself into smx this year um i think this one might just be the end of the road and if it's not he probably should really really consider making this the end of the road because i've been there done that obviously still fighting back issues uh rumor is he's got a spine injury so actually that's not rumor uh i think they they came out and said that he does have a spine injury so i've been battling that since 2022 um 
it's time to call it quits. Real quick, if you had on your bingo card Cody Shock in fourth and Hayden Deegan in fifth in points after two rounds, congratulations to you because yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> thought Hayden was out of it. Um, I, mean, I knew he would come back fighting, but I didn't think that he would be anything like this. Um, he's got a pretty – He's only seven points down. Pretty fair chance of winning. Yeah. I, I, you and I both said – we sat here and said, uh, you can't yeah, come back in just, this. It's too far. But I guess when the leader goes out and Max has been consistent. Yes, and never say never. Yeah. Um, that's that's the part of the sport that uh, drags everybody in. Yep. So Pierce Brown, the guy that we make fun of for constantly being in the Brown, is in second. Yeah. <laughs> it's two fifties are wild. It's, I mean, it's, it's, honestly, the four fifty the four fifties are it's just as wild with the the championship this year. But yes. um, two fifties are always it's so all so all over the place. Yeah. It's. Let's jump to the 450s because, good heavens, what a night of racing that was. That was their intensity level was 20 minutes of fury. Yes. It was actually probably 20 minutes and 32 seconds of fury because they were running such fast lap times. Yeah, and I Jet comes out with the whole shot and – It's over. Figured he's just going to run it's, away with it's it. It's over. You know, you know it's, it's Jet. He gets out front. Very minimal mistakes out of Jet. Um, you'll get the occasional tip over, but he's usually so far ahead that he'll pick it back up and he's fine. Well, Brayton even said on you, you could kind of hear the in stadium broadcast. Yeah. And Brayton said, if Cooper can keep it manageable, Cooper's going to, once they start turning down and doing all that, this is where Cooper will come back. Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem was it kind of crept out to four seconds. And I don't know if it got to five, but it was four seconds and something. Yeah. And, Jet's just running away, yeah, running away. Just being Jet. Um, and, and he then, wasn't pushing. No, even the crash, it didn't look like he had really pushed in the crash. No. And, well, let's talk about crashes. Eli Tomac comes out. Freeze is going to play a role in this race without playing a role <laughs> in this race. You know, and, and honestly, Freeze did nothing wrong this weekend. He did yeah. nothing wrong. He just happened to be in two places that made him look like he was in the wrong twice. They come around. Eli is gets a typical Eli start kind of in the middle of the front and he jumped to the inside. No, he jumped to the outside and freeze jumped to the inside. And all of a sudden I look, I can't see that berm yeah. where, where, where we were. And all of a sudden I hear the crowd go crazy and I see Eli hanging onto a tough block. Yeah. He just high sided it. I mean, he, he ran it out. He hit the very top of that berm and just, Kicked himself over. Yeah, he said his hand blew off. Yeah. He overjumped the triple coming in. He came in hot. And he said it was all his fault. But from where we were sitting, it was like, dude, Freeze, come on. Because <laughs> Freeze comes out and starts yep. going. And, and it's like, no. Well, Tomac goes all the way back, I think, 12th, maybe 13, 14, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And we'll get to him. But let's just remember, at that moment, there was a switch that flipped. And we'll go through where we thought he was going to get to. Yeah. But let's move on. Jets, Jets leading. Jets running away. Jets cruising. He's at altitude. And then he bobbled. What did he bobble? He he leads twenty three laps. Yeah, twenty three of the twenty seven, and eats a tough walk. Yeah. <laughs> and and the bike is bent. The handlebars are bent. The chase is on. He's 
he's going again. I think he's I think he's going to catch him. And I'm like, I don't know how he's doing this. During that time frame, Eli's marching through the pack. Yeah. Eli, okay, so we'll look here. Eli was in 12th. He gets, he, I'm like, he's going to get Mitchell Oldenburg. He's going to get these guys. He's going to take some time to get past Justin Cooper. Yeah. He made Justin Cooper look like Justin Cooper was on a 250. And Justin Cooper's a good rider. His Tomac came, like you said, that, that switch flipped. If that's what it took, him hitting a tough block to flip the switch back on to give us Eli back, yeah. then he should have hit a tough block in round one because and got it out of the way quick because well, he came to life. Okay, so he catches Cooper, and I'm like, okay, he's going to get to Sexton and stall because it's Sexton. Yeah. No, no, no. But then there was a pretty decent gap to Hunter, and I'm like, He's not going to get. No, we're going to catch. By the way, at this whole time, Jet is catching Cooper, mm-hmm. like catching him. And I'm like, huh. Well, Eli dispatches of Hunter. He's not going to get Plessinger. Yeah, of all people. He's not going to get. He's not going to get. It was all this happened in a span of like five, six laps. Yeah. This, this, this last part. Yeah. So like less than five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So Cooper's leading. Jet's catching him. Eli has caught and dispatched. They actually had a good battle, though. They, because it was back and forth for a couple mm-hmm. turns and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, this is getting good. Well, Eli finally clears Plessinger. And I'm like, there's no way he's catching Cooper. I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to catch Cooper because Jet's going to get Cooper. And yeah. he's not, he's going to finish third. Lo and behold, Freeze, doing <laughs> nothing wrong. Cooper goes his outside lane that he had been taking. I think Jet, there's a, in the movie uh, uh, Love of the Game, he's on the mound and he's like, clear the mechanism, and it just becomes a tunnel of him and the batter. Yeah. And I think Jet was like, I see Cooper Webb. I'm going to the inside. Totally forgetting that there's a dude just cruising on the inside and just clipped him. I, I think he honestly just expected him to like totally get out of the way, but they were coming in so hot. Yes. There's there's no moving. I mean, Freeze did cut down and tried to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but he got down into the the major inside line that they were using. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he smoked him. He really did. And, and, <laughs> and I think Jet would have had him, though. Like, I, I thought Jet was coming. He was coming hard. Hot. Well, so all of a sudden, now Eli's in second place. And it's like, what the is is he gonna catch Cooper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I the the intensity from lap twenty well, Eli's first couple laps, watching him because there's just no way there's no way at this level that Eli Tomac's going through the field. It's yeah, there's the field's too good. The field is too good. Like he just cleaned house. Yeah, and I agree. Let's put it this way: Mike, uh, Mal- Michael, Malcolm, and Jason Anderson had a, a crash. Mm-hmm. Nobody's fault. Just crash. Jason went down, and Malcolm had nowhere to go. They both get up. They get up. They could only get back to ninth and tenth, which were I thought really good ride. They rode really good to get there. Yeah, Eli went down. And was second. 
Eli did what Eli <laughs> normally does. Um, we have been anticipating this for so long, and it was so exciting <sighs> to see it. Had he won? Oh, that stadium was going nuts with him. Yeah, in second. I said, can you imagine had he won? Oh. Like it would have, it would have. That the glass would have broke. It was, it was the crowd noise during that race. I've been to multiple sporting events. That was one of the loudest, loudest roars. Yeah. People in industry seating were roaring. Yeah. Because you just don't see it. You don't see that kind of ride. No, that's um, very. It's like the generational thing, you know. It was nuts, and and kudos to Jet for owning his mistake. He 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 did not take. He did not put anything on freeze in the yeah. interview. Um, by the way, I don't think he thought he was being interviewed because for some reason he was walking around with his shirt off <laughs> after the race, and they're like, "Hey man, we, you're still the points leader. We need to talk to you." And he's like, "Oh, so we went and put on a jersey." I'm guessing his exertion, as cool as these guys look. He couldn't get his jersey back on. Like they were, it was he was sweating. Yeah, like it was so, stuck. You know, like have you ever tried to put a wet shirt on? Yep. And just watching is like, yeah, man. Why did I guess the exertion, the intensity level was so damn high that those guys were just spent. Yeah. Um, that being said, congratulations to Jet for riding the bike as been as it was. Eli Tomac busted out a forty-three second lap with stuff twisted in his bike. Mm-hmm. He he was flying, hauling like the fastest on the field. That that's where what separates these guys from from the whole other field. And is, the bike was bent. Yeah, I mean, as as much shit as we give Deegan, he finished out an entire main event with yeah with chopper bars, bars hanging down. Yeah. I mean, that's what creates the legends. You know, if you can ride a bike that's totally twisted and just manipulate yourself yeah. to you know adapt. What's crazy is many times I find myself watching in the pack. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what happened in the back of the pack in this race. No, you can't. I, it was too exciting to take in. I mean, I did keep an eye on Malcolm and Jason because I love watching those guys come through. Mm-hmm. But I have no I didn't even know Ken Roxon finished eighth. I had no idea. Yeah. I just. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it comes to a point where it doesn't matter. That was just one of the most exciting races. I want to touch on Barsha because, dude, he did not look good. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what's a going on. A lap down? I don't, of all people. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. You know, he's he has said the bike's not driving. He's not driving with the bike. But, like, you are still way better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but just the, 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 the top 10 Saturday night put on a top 10 show. Yeah. It was... It was worth the cost of admission to go watch to that. To watch race. that, yep. That, that was that was damn good. And but through all the carnage, Jet still got the points lead. Yeah, um, it's close. We have three points to second. We have seven points to third. We have eight points to fourth. We have eleven, thirteen points to fifth. And guess what? I don't think you're too far out. I don't think fifth is too far out. Eli is in fifth right now. Jason Anderson's in sixth. I still think Jason Harris can pull off a win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, the, the battle is on. The battle is – and Cooper Webb, you know, the worst thing you let happen is Cooper Webb win. And Cooper Webb won. And this is the place where he is the most dominant. Uh, he's won six in a row. 
Yeah. Well, he said he said I should buy a suite here because I love this place. Yeah. No, he and he didn't look good in qualifying at all. Like I had absolutely no faith in how he was going to do on the night. But um, I will tell you this: he performed. I appreciated his honesty when uh, Kristen. No, not Kristen. Yes. Will. Will. Thank you, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Will, ask him. Did you think you'd be standing here tonight? And he's like, no. Like he was honest. Like, yeah, no, I, he did not look I, good. I, I, I'm glad I was there. But he, I, I love that honesty of. Yeah. No, man. I, yeah. I, of course, I knew I was going to win this race. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I had no idea I was going to win this yep. race. And quietly, because of, uh, uh, Jet's fall, Plessinger gets another podium. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who said anything about these guys being old, but really, it was an old guys' night. That was an old guy's night. Uh, let, the, let the veterans be. I mean, they dominated, so they they were consistent. Yeah, a couple bubbles. Yeah. You know, Tomac goes down, but it's hard to hard to go from twelfth to second, and another lap or two yeah. would have had first. Oh, I, I I'm for sure he would have he would have won that race. Real quick before we shut down tonight, we're going to Daytona. It's Tomac's house. Cooper's had some good runs there. Jet went 22-0. and 0. Roxon looked great in SMX. I feel like this weekend is going to be a battle. I'm pumped to be there. Yeah. Um, we never miss Daytona. I'll be there with Ryland. But uh, it's going to be a different different aspect this year. But uh, still there for the racing. Um, like you said, Tomac's house. So it, it, I think with the ride that Tomac put in this weekend, I think we're going we're gonna to see Tomac come alive. This weekend coming up, I think um, that top four. I, I I don't know who else there could be, but that top four with their stat pack. Yeah, if you just go off stats, they should go run away and hide. Yeah, this this whole week coming up, we got Daytona, yeah, Bike Week, Arena Cross is coming to Daytona yeah. this year. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, our Arena Cross. We got racing Saturday. RCSX starts up. Sunday, yeah. arena cross the next weekend in Daytona. Um, big week in Daytona. If anybody's down here, you still got time to make the trip. Yeah. Um, we got the Moto Money Shootout at Pax Racing down here. Uh, big, big money in that one. Uh, there's a there's a lot going on this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a busy, busy time. But I I cannot wait to watch this 450 race this weekend. I, I will I will probably actually get to sit on my couch and watch it Saturday and just night. watch one. Yeah, yep. watch one. But uh, real quick. Uh, first round of the I4MX series this weekend. Yeah, I4MX uh, Puna Gorda. Uh, Kenny Yoho puts on this uh, awesome series down here in Florida. Uh, Samoto Bros Puna Gorda, uh, second race at this track. Um, it's good. Um, we uh, we rode well, uh, battling some really really fast kids. Um, there's quite a few kids in the PW class. We took a fifth overall. Uh, Fourth and Moto One, uh, battling for second. Uh, Bone got hung up in a rut. Uh, to- th- this track broke down like Arlington. Uh, it was rough, but um, we Bone carried so much speed into a rut that he buried the entire bike in the rut down to the foot pegs, and it wouldn't move. He had to push the thing out, so we lost two positions there. And um, Moto Two, he come out and uh, ate the bars, so we came home with. Fat lip, busted lip, 
ripped up chin, ripped up eye, two black eyes. Uh, yeah, bloody mess. So um, it was a good weekend, though. Uh, I4MX is always fun. Turnout was amazing. And I actually didn't want to talk too much about it because I think we're going to get Kenny Yoho on here. Um, that's the goal here in this next coming week where I want to really dive into the series then. So, um, right now we're just looking forward to Daytona this weekend. Well, we have to always talk about the amateur side, especially since you have two little ones that ride. That's how we started. I know, I know. But we transitioned to more of the pro since we started working with the pro, but we're always going to cover. If there's a race that the kids are doing, we're going to cover that. Actually, race an, an event that we do need to talk about this coming week on Thursday. We're going to miss it. Uh, we're heading to Daytona on Thursday. Uh, the Lawrence Brothers Ride Day at Dade City. Um, Lawrence Brothers every year pay for a ride night at Dade City. Uh, Jet and Hunter will be there in the Red Bull tent signing autographs. They pay for the entire thing. Um, all the riding is free. Um, so speaking of Jet, uh, they will be at Dade City Motocross thursday uh four to six is the 50 class and then six to ten uh, everybody else so uh if you have nothing better going on definitely hit dade city motocross for the lawrence brothers ride night and then we uh we get a little break um well amateur gets a little break on our side of things but yeah it's uh, i4 was fun i i we, we had a lot of fun there um typically we go down uh, I'm down a truck right now, so we haven't been taking the toy hauler. We've been privateering it and out of the truck bed, which really sucks. Um, I'm over it. <laughs> well, we, we've gotten spoiled, but uh, it, it was definitely fun. There's a lot of good racing there. Like I said, that track broke down. We've seen some pretty gnarly crashes. Um, I don't think I don't think I've seen anybody taken out in an ambulance. Uh, it's first race in a while that we haven't seen. It's that. always a positive. So <laughs> that's a that's a big plus, but. Um, like I said, I hope we get Kenny on here soon. We can just go over an entire amateur series and, uh, what's going on in Florida and hear his story. Awesome. So, but pretty soon we're, we got a lot of amateur stuff coming up. So, well, I know we will be back at this table more than likely Monday night because we're going to have the exciting Daytona to talk about. And, uh, I look forward to it. It's kind of weird. Going to, it's going to be weird being on the other side since I've, kind of gone to the first two east coast rounds but yeah. switch places yeah, switch places and and be the uh the uh true fan watching it on tv but um anything else no that's it i'm excited um last this week was fun i'm glad you guys got to be there but it's my turn yeah <laughs> well he is Derek schaefer with dbs custom fabrication and handyman services i am still trey heath with michelle and trey real estate together we are Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. This has been episode 44, and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye.